Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Cactus League Report. Going, going, goodbye baseball. On 710 ESPN Seattle. 710sports.com and the 710 Seattle app. Strike three balls and firing the hook from James Paxton tonight. Now, the Cactus League Report. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to sunny Peoria, Arizona, another edition of the Cactus League Report. As the Mariners tonight get ready to take on the San Francisco Giants on a beautiful Wednesday night out for baseball. Hi again, everybody. I'm Rick Riz, along with Aaron Goldsmith. We'll be joined by Shannon Dreyer, along with Gary Hill. We've got a full show for you for one hour prior to the pregame show tonight. We're going to visit with uh, Kevin Martinez, the director of marketing for the Mariners, who does such an incredible job for the ball club. The new Mariner commercials are out, five of them. They are absolutely fantastic. They're funny. They're informative. And I'll tell you, folks, you're going to love those Mariner commercials. We'll be visiting with uh, Kevin Martinez. Also, we're going to sit down, had a chance to visit with Robbie Cano. Robbie, a few days ago, had to come out of the lineup with a, a little bit of a sore hamstring. That's been an issue here at spring training. But we're going to visit with one of the best second basemen in the history of the game of baseball, Robbie Cano. He's on track to make it to the Hall of Fame. We'll also visit with a freelance writer who has covered each row for many, many years. We're going to talk with Brad Lefton later on in the show, and we may also have a chance to visit with Casey Lawrence as well, who's done a great job uh, for the Mariners on the pitching side. And Aaron Goldsmith and Shannon Dreyer, uh, spring training. Uh, here it is, game number 20 on the spring. And we saw Rob Whalen do a heck of a job for the Mariners yesterday. In that game against the Colorado Rockies, five innings, gave up only one run. He walked two, and he struck out nine, had a tremendous curveball. Aaron Shannon, this guy's pitching himself into a, a, a pretty good position right now with some injuries on, in that center rotation. Well, what do you say, Shannon? He's one of the one of the best stories this spring for the Mariners, not only in terms of on the field, but just the feel-good nature of it as well. There's no question about it. I mean, this is a guy I think he only had about 50 innings last year and then shut it down to deal with some personal issues and, and, and handled that and, and has been open about, you know, the struggle that he right. had with depression. And he got to the end of that and then September picked up a baseball again through through the winter. And what do you know? He comes in. Uh, he says he feels like a new person right now and that everything is it could not have gone better for him. And to see him go out and have that outing last night, to see the curveball as effective as it is, with all the work that he has put in on himself and his pitching, it was kind of neat to see. Yeah, he's having fun again. That different release point on the curveball, he was casting it last year. Now he's reaching out and uh, extension with uh, that curveball. It was beautiful yesterday. Nine strikeouts along the way. Ichiro back in the lineup for his third start this spring. 
And I asked him uh, this morning, how does it feel to be back? And he says, it's so nice to put on that uniform. It's a perfect fit. He wasn't talking about the size of the jersey or the pants, but he said this is a perfect fit to be back with the ball club, and it shows. All I know is that watching him score from first base on a Jean cigarette triple, <laughs> I mean, it, nice. it, it looked like it was early 2000s again for each row. He was flying. It's been so fun to see him in the clubhouse, to see him out on the field. It's almost like he never left. You look out yeah. and you're like, oh, of course that's each row. I mean, he feels home. It feels like this is where he belongs, and, and he's thriving. And it's funny because he, he mixes into the clubhouse. That's a very lively clubhouse that the Mariners have. And for everything that Ichiro brings, if you thought, oh, there's going to be so much around him, no, he just fits into an otherwise, right. you know, just very diverse, eclectic, loud clubhouse, and he seems to be enjoying himself. He's having a ball, and that smile on his face really proves it. The Mariners getting ready to take on the San Francisco Giants on a beautiful Wednesday night here in Peoria. Again, welcome to the Cactus League Report. Coming up next, we're going to visit with the director of marketing for the ball club, Kevin Martinez. Last month, they finished the commercials, the Mariner commercials. They are fantastic. We'll be back and talk with Kevin about the new Mariner commercials right after this timeout. Now back to the Cactus League Report, live from Mariner's Spring Training in Arizona. Hey, Nick, why do they call Pax the Big Maple? Well, for starters, he's 6'4", and he weighs 220. That's the big part. And he's from Canada. That's the maple part. And then there's this one other thing. I'm glad you guys aren't Blue Jays or Orioles. I love it. That's one of the five Mariner commercials that are being debuted tonight here on radio and also on television. We're televising as well. All five commercials uh, making their debut and a chance to talk about those. The Director of Marketing for the Mariners and Communications as well, Kevin Martinez, joins us. Kevin, I had a chance to watch all of them uh, just a little while ago, work-related with Nelson Cruz, Art of Framing with Felix and others, Big Maple right there. The hair flip was great with Kyle Seeger and Ben Gamble and also Robbie Cano with his visit to the mound with a visiting pitcher and the, the visiting catcher, Rick Riz, Aaron Goldsmith, Gary Hill, Shannon Dreyer, Kevin Martinez. How does all that happen so beautifully year after year. Yeah, we're so fortunate to work with uh, an ad agency in Seattle, Copacino Fujikato, and then you throw in some folks at the Mariners, Greg Green, Mandy Lincoln, and others. Um, it's a collaboration. It starts in November. Uh, we finalize the scripts uh, in early January. Then we start to go into the pre-production process, and we shoot the middle of February down here with the, the players. And it's it's a, a unique Mariners baseball tradition now. We've been doing it so long, and we get great input from the fans uh, in the off season. A lot of ideas come from the fans, the germ of an idea, and then we bring it to uh, the folks at our ad agency, and uh, it's, it's really become uh, a ritual every spring. Jerry DePoto said earlier today, Kevin, that other executives talked to him <laughs> about the Mariners' commercials. I'm curious what has been... Your response, your feedback from other people in your chair with other organizations about the commercials. You know, we get a lot of inquiries on how do you go about doing it and uh, the, 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 the timeline and, and the, the time that it takes in spring training. And I think what, we're, uh, what we benefit from is just the longevity. When we can show a new player to our organization commercials that feature Ken Griffey Jr. and Jay Buhner and yeah. Edgar Martinez and Ichiro Suzuki, and you go down the list – and they see it, and it comes off pretty well, they all think, yeah, you know what? I'd love to have this as part of my Major League Baseball career. 
Uh, it's something that's timeless. Um, so we get a lot of buy-in, thankfully, for the players. They enjoy it. They're very gracious with their time. And, you know, they're they're not actors. They're ball players. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, Disclaimer. But, but, yeah, but, but they're great. And, beautiful. They, and they look for yeah. direction, and they have ideas. I mean, you know, going back through the hands the, the, the time, Jamie Moyer would get involved in directing the commercial. I think we should would. shoot it from I think we should shoot it from this angle. And we're like, wow. let's try it. And, yeah. you know, if a player's that engaged in it, we're, we're terrific. Let's give it a whirl. So it's, it's really been um, a fun part of all of our jobs. So, Kevin, it's just past Academy Awards season. Right. Uh, and so it's hard to be one of the early ones because then you don't get noticed at the end of the year. <laughs> but if you were to give the best uh, leading actor and supporting actor, who would it be? Well, um, Felix Hernandez is now only next to Dan Wilson in terms of most appearances on the small screen in commercials. Wow. Dan is the all-time leader in terms of the number of commercials. Uh, Felix is number two. Felix is spectacular. He is really, really terrific. Um, Kyle Seeger, I think you see, when you can be subtle and funny, and yes. Kyle does that, I love that. Yeah. in this commercial yeah. this yeah. year. Seeger, he just cracks me up. I mean, he I, I find his, his ability... Um, to convey what we're looking for to be terrific. Uh, we, we, again, these guys are terrific. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of them. Robbie Cano lights up the screen with that smile. I mean, Leading he's got man. megawatt <laughs> smile. And for me, this year, the newcomer, uh, D. Gordon. Yeah. D yeah. was just wonderful in that art of the frame mm-hmm. when he, he delivers that line. Um, it makes you lean in and then slaps you in the face. It was, just, <laughs> it was, it was terrific, very animated. And, uh, you know, you, you feel like that's what D would say, something like that. So it, it, it's great um, when, when new guys can come into the process and feel comfortable. You know, you got five of them. Uh, this will be a tough one to answer because they're all great. Right. Do you have a favorite, though? No. The one that makes you, you really, know, they're, they're, they're they all like, make you like laugh. They're like children. They're all my yeah. favorite. You can't pick one. Yeah. Can you? Well. You can. No, but I, I like them all. I, I no, love I'm them one all. 1A to one Yeah, whatever. I, I like them all. I, I, the mound visit one with Robbie, I think, is, is incredibly topical. Uh, that line when the, the, the catcher says, well, that was a waste of a visit, and he yeah. marries it with the, the rear end slap of the pitcher. I thought that was that was very timely. Um, the work-related injury is, oh, is, is very a fun story. Nelly comes into the room mm-hmm. with, with the little teddy bear in the balloon. You know? <laughs> At the end, yeah. of the pitcher you know hit, hurts his neck again. Um, yeah, uh, the, the hair flip and the outrageous hair flip of Ben Gamble in the super slow mo is probably you know the, the 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 biggest laugh that I've heard so far out of the collection. Um, but Big Maple is you know that one mm. makes you kind of scratch your head. He's got a nest in his hat, really. Um, uh, but they're yeah, they're all uh, they're all a lot of fun. How did you go about casting Gamble? Because there was more than one choice, <laughs> right? There's more than one choice for a hair flip it's, with this that's team. That's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, it, it, it could have it could have been either one of them. Ben was a good sport to to come in and do that. And we when we played it back for him the first take in the super slow mo, I think he he realized how it was going to look on TV. He's like, oh boy, it's a, <laughs> it's a luscious mane. Uh, Kyle Seeger said Ben had never done it before. He didn't know how to do it, and it took him at least 25 <laughs> takes. To think, and some of them were so good that it was all out of the frame that there was too much hair at times. You know, it's funny when we were we're going back uh, this off season and we were looking for gamel hair flips. The only time we saw it was if his cap came. He made a diving catch, and he, he just sort of naturally Instinct. did it. Yes. Taylor's got more of the pronounced. Hair flip, right? I mean, it was more on cue after his home runs last season. But uh, Ben was was terrific. That was his first time ever being in a commercial, and uh, he did a great job. Visioning with uh, Kevin Martinez from the Mariners Marketing Department. And uh, 
you know, these commercials are so incredible. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember the first year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and have you thought about putting them all together on a, on a DVD, mm-hmm. the history of Mariner commercials? Because fans would love yeah. that. Yeah, well, you, know. you, you might remember, or maybe we not. We had something. We, and when we, did, uh, when we finished 100 spots, we did a two-night giveaway at the ballpark yes. where we gave away the first 50 on a DVD and then the second 50 yeah. on the next homestand on a DVD. We're up to about 140 spots wow. now, so maybe we get to 150. We'll uh, we'll add to that <laughs> Do it collection. Again. Yeah, no, it's um, you know they're all available now online. You can go to the Mariners YouTube channel and watch every one of them, Whoa. which is terrific, uh, as well as Mariners.com. Um, but yeah, that that's a that's a fun idea to to be able to distribute yeah. them to the, the fans and. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll if we keep doing them, which I think we will, uh, as long as the, <laughs> as long as the fans keep asking for them, we'll 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 certainly do. I do need to know more about this internal baseball reference spreadsheet that details every player and how many spots they've been in. I mean, how, yeah. did somebody must have gone through and watched every commercial and made a list of every player and how many times? We have. We obviously need more to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had a, a gentleman who uh, worked on our account. Um, Named Steve Canetta, uh, worked at the ad agency. Steve has since passed, and we miss him dearly. Um, but Steve built the spreadsheet, and uh, and I've carried it on. Um, and so every time a new player makes an appearance, we log his uh, appearance. So I can share with this. When, when you get back to Seattle, yes. I will show you this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great document. But, uh, yeah, Felix is climbing the charts. This He's needs to be in the game on. notes, right? Yeah. I mean, this needs a page. Heavily's crew needs to get on this. This yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah and, and it's funny to look back through the names of the Mariners who have uh, appeared in the spots. Oh, so, my God. Yeah. Long, and broadcasters and media members. That's right. Shannon's been in one. Yeah. Rick's been in one. Dave and I were in one. Yeah. We were about to visit the mound where the players, you know, cover their mouths with their glove. Mm-hmm. Dave and I had, were broadcasting with our glove in front of our face. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. It was. A, Joel, Joel Pinheiro was in that spot. And Joel's in camp. Currently. I saw him a little while yeah. ago. Yeah. Joel Pinheiro did. Now one of the uh, coaches down in the minor leagues. Kevin, thanks so much you for bet. coming by. Thanks for Incredible. having me. Incredible. The Mariner TV commercials for 2018 debuting tonight uh, featuring Robbie Cano, Nelson Cruz, Ben Gamble, D. Gordon, Machaniger, Ryan Healy, Felix Hernandez, James Paxton, Kyle Seeger, Gene Seeger, Nick Vincent, and Mike Zunino. I tell you what, folks, you are going to absolutely love them. Back with more, we're going to have a visit with uh, Robbie Cano as the Cactus League report continues on a beautiful Wednesday night here in Peoria as the Mariners get ready to take on the San Francisco Giants. Back with more after this. Now back to the Cactus League report, live from Mariners Spring Training in Arizona. Hey, friends, take advantage of the Safeco Field Suite Special going on now. When you pay in full for two or more suites by March 30th, you'll receive a free private suite for select games. Your clients will enjoy a great space to catch the game, and you'll enjoy great savings. For more information, log on to Mariners.com slash premium. Again, welcome to the Cactus League Report. Mariners getting ready to take on the Giants here in Peoria and a beautiful Wednesday night for baseball. Earlier, I had a chance to catch up with veteran second baseman Robinson Cano getting ready for his fifth season in a Mariners uniform after starring for nine years with the New York Yankees. We talk about his spring and his thoughts about this year's version of the 2018 Mariners. Here's Robbie Cano. Robbie, welcome to the Cactus League Report as the Mariners get ready for another night game here in Peoria. I want to I want to go way back. I mean, you've been in this game for a long time. You're getting ready for your 14th season in the major leagues. Your numbers have been 
incredible taking a look around at this beautiful clubhouse right here. How have things changed since your very first uh, spring training way back when? Your rookie year in 2005. Well, I think the only, the only thing that I changed is now that I'm more, that I'm a better now. I've been playing for so long, but I mean, I've been grinding like, like from day one, like not, not thinking about to have a secure job. I go out and, you know, try to get, try to get ready for the season and knowing that I have a job and uh, know that I got to go out and have the senior win. Back in 2003, 4, 5, you didn't know if you were going to have a job. There's a lot of young players in this minor league camp. As a young player in your first major league camp, what did you learn that you still carry with you today? Well, the first thing that I learned, or what I did was, as, as a kid, knowing that everyone that is there that been playing in the big leagues have more experience than me. So what I did was just go out there and ask guys, ask questions. What they do when they hit and watch what Drew's guy is doing. And I remember Ruben Sierra. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that I was doing a drill with him. And uh, using one of his bat was 35, 34. It was a heavy bat. And then, you know, we're doing that drill. And uh, that really worked for me. I went down to the minor. And then even in this, this spring training, I, I did really good. I went down. And then first month of the season, I did really good. And then I went out to the big leagues like a month later. Your numbers have been, Robbie, incredible, very consistent all year long. The average, the home runs, and the RBIs. Uh, how have you evolved as as a hitter down through the years to keep up those numbers so consistently? Well, I think it's, it's, it's working hard. And, uh, you know, for you to be consistent, you have to work hard. You have to, like, you know, there's a lot of things you have to sacrifice. A lot of things you have to do that, um, you know, as a player, you can feel satisfied. If you feel like, oh, I had a good year last year, I don't care this year. You have to go out like you never done anything the year before and then try to do better this year. Yeah. I, I take a look at all your numbers, but there's always one number, Robbie, that stands out for me, for you, is games played. Last year, 150, but you spent time in the disabled list. You want to play every day. When when did you get that mindset, and, and where did you get it from or who you got it from? Well, I, I, I mean... I, I would say for myself, because I, I love this game so much that I, I hate to go out and have to like sit down in the bench and watch somebody else play. Yeah. So I always play a lot against the minor and then I, I get with that. So knowing that I, if I miss a game, I always say that's a game that I might can hit or two hits or two homers. Maybe at the end of my career, I might need those two hits. So, you know, maybe one day you can rest perfect, like four or five times through the year. That's perfect, but um, like, I would say, you know, the day that I feel, like, more tired is the day that I go out and have a better game. But watching you play, especially at second base, you have a lot of fun. How much does that drive you? You really enjoy the game of baseball. Yeah, I really I really love I really love enjoy this game. And, uh, you know, I think about the, all those fans, uh, really, you know, baseball fans, Robinson Cano's fans, wow. and all those kids out there. So you have to, like, kind of, like, you know, trying to go out and enjoy and knowing that people's watching you and people like rooting for you. Your father played in the big leagues. He pitched in 1989 with the Houston Astros. You were probably about, I'm guessing, six, seven years of age, maybe at the time. Uh, what do you remember about your dad being a big leaguer? Well, I mean, that I remember because I never get a chance to come into the state, but I remember like receiving the call at least every day to see how we're doing. I remember that TV was like black and white back then. <laughs> And then knowing that we had to go to the neighbor so he can call because we didn't have a phone back then, but the neighbor has a phone. So that's why he calls the neighbor. And uh, I got a chance to talk to him every night, at least for like 
maybe 10, 20 minutes. Never saw him play, though. Never in the big leagues, but I went to Mexico and saw him play there for like five straight years. Never get a chance to go to Taiwan either. What was it like to have your dad pitch the one all-star game in the home run derby? Well, that was like a dream control because I always say that I would love to face my dad and <laughs> and knowing that I can face him there and be able to, you know, hear those homers. I was something that, um, you know, made me proud. And, you know, every time you see that, you hit a bomb and you look up there, you had to be ready to hit it. It's your dad. I mean, that's something that I'm. And I think for it was more, it was more the connection because all these big guys that was there, you had like Big Papi, Adrian Gonzalez, yeah. Matt Kemp, and all those big guys. I was, I, maybe I was the shortest guy in there. And then speaking of home runs in an all-star game, last year, home run in the 10th inning, American League wins it by a score of 2-1. You're the all-star game MVP. What was that like for you? Oh, I was like a, like a dream come true. I mean, it's kind of like um, you um, dream about it, thinking about it every, like, how does it feel to win one? I mean, you saw guys like Trout once or twice. Yeah. You saw um, Black Guerrero. You saw that said Dominican, um, Tejada. You saw all those guys win. I mean, you always like want to know how to feel. And I mean, and he's still pretty good. And uh, you know, it's like a dream come true. And we were happy for you watching you hit that home run and being the MVP of the All Star game. Looking around this uh, clubhouse, there's a kid over there, D. Gordon. Uh, Ryan Healy is hurt right now, but he's going to be over at first base. Juan Nicasio in the bullpen. How good is this ball club this year, Robbie? And what can you accomplish here in 2018? Well, I don't want to jinx ourselves, but uh, you know what? In purpose, we look really good. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that I've been praying every night and every time I pray is for us to stay healthy. Yeah. I would love to see this team, everyone's healthy the whole year. Starter, position player, everyone. To see, I want, I want, I want to see, I want to see like how good can we be during the season. Yeah, if this ball club stays healthy, I think you would have made the playoffs last year. But 40 pitchers, 17 starters, 17 guys on the disabled list, and you still hung in there late in the year. You still had a shot for that wild card spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's why I say that. That's why I want to see if you, we all stay healthy, how far we can we can go. Robbie, your numbers have been incredible. Over 300 home runs, over 500 doubles with the, the double in the home run last year, over 1,100 RBIs. Over 2,300 hits in the major leagues. You're going to be over 3,000. You got a ways to go. Have you thought about the Hall of Fame? Because your hitting coach is going to go in next year. Well, no, not really. I mean, I had too much. I had too many years left, so I had to still like adding numbers. So, I, I, for me, I want to add more numbers, and then maybe when I retire, I won't have time to think about it and and see the good things that I did. I don't want to get my head away from the game and thinking about too far ahead. I tell you what, Mariner fans are happy to see Robbie Cano out there at second base every day. Uh, you're fun to watch, and you're a big reason why the Mariners are going to have a lot of success this year. Robbie, thanks a lot for the visit. Thank you. A visit with Mariners, uh, well, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. Robbie Cano putting up some great numbers. He will continue to do so. Sitting down with uh, Robbie. Coming up next here on the Cactus League Report as the Mariners get ready to take on the Giants tonight, we're going to visit with freelance writer, Brad Lepton, who has watched Ichiro for many, many years. We'll be back with that interview with Brad along with Aaron Goldsmith right after this timeout. KIRO AM Seattle. KIRO FM HD2 Tacoma. 710 ESPN Seattle. The voice of Seattle sports. This is the Cactus League Report. Going, going, goodbye baseball. 
on 710 ESPN Seattle, 710sports.com, and the 710 Seattle app. Strike three calls and firing the hook from James Paxton tonight. Now, the Cactus League Report. Again, welcome back to the Peoria Sports Complex. Beautiful night as the Mariners get ready to take on the San Francisco Giants. The Cactus League Report continues. Well, he is back. Ichiro is back with the ball club after starting 11 and a half years with the Mariners, beginning in 2001. Then he went to the Yankees and the Marlins. Number 51 is back. That means there's a large contingent of Japanese media here at the ballpark and will be all season long. One of those guys is freelance writer Brad Lefton, who has chronicled just about every great throw, catch, hit, stolen base along the way, everything Ichiro and Aaron Goldsmith had a chance to catch up with Brad Lefton talking about Ichiro Suzuki. Well, Brad, we are inside the press conference room here in the Peoria Sports Complex. The news officially has been announced that Ichiro is once again joining the Mariners. And it looks like you had a chance to give some hugs to some of the media members here in Seattle. You're, you're coming back to Seattle. First of all, for people who aren't familiar, please tell us your role with Ichiro. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a freelance journalist who does most of his work for Japanese media. And I just had the good fortune to be assigned to cover him in year one, 2001, um, here in Peoria. We did a documentary for Japanese TV on his first year, so I was around almost every game. And then it just blossomed from there. So I, this is now year 18 for me, and I guess it's some, somewhat of a homecoming, <laughs> a second homecoming for me as well. I'm very, I'm very happy, but I'm more so than happy for myself to be able to come back to Seattle is uh, happy for him because I know that uh, that this is is something that he really wanted and it just it just really it's just such a, a, a storybook uh, development <laughs> when you think about how long he might play for and he had the quip today that he wants people to know that he wants to play until he's at least 50 not until he's 50 what has been your observations of him in terms of his preparation and how he keeps himself in shape, how he maintains his form, because obviously that is among one of the great things that he's known for. Yeah, it's 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 pretty phenomenal. Uh, I, I think that I've never been around somebody who understands his body more than he does. Uh, every little movement in, in his body uh, he, he understands, and he understands how that affects what he's trying to do on the baseball field. As far as the preparation and the, it's just, it's just uh, mind-boggling. I mean, he he doesn't, he barely puts the bat down when the season's over. If he takes three days off from the end of the season before he's swinging in the cage again, that's a long time. I remember once I, I asked him, what was the longest he ever went in an off season, without swinging the bat. And he said, when I went to Italy uh, one off-season for a week or ten days, and he said, you know, I've, I've regretted ever since that I didn't bring the bat with me to, sh- to shadow swing in the hotel room. <laughs> you, you have so many memories of each row specifically in Seattle, and it, for over a decade it was essentially your adopted home, uh, just like each row. So what are some of your great memories of each row in Seattle? Mm. Uh, well, I... <laughs> There's, there's so many of them. I mean, 262 and everything that led up to 262 um, is a phenomenal memory. The, uh, the game-winning, <laughs> the, the walk-off homer off Mariano Rivera, Rivera at Safeco Field uh, 
That was phenomenal. It was it was his first walk-off hit, maybe of his entire career, certainly of his American career. I think it was 2009. Um, <laughs> that was that was quite a spectacular memory. But I mean, there are just so many. Ten ten straight years of 200 hits. Um, ten. St- Years, straight years of, of, of gold gloves, but <laughs> another memory is from the 2009 season. They were the Mariners were about to set. I don't know if it was a, it must have been a, a franchise record. I don't think it would be a league record, but they made it all the way to the end of the season without having anybody ejected from a game. And the last road trip of the year was in Toronto, and then after Toronto, the Mariners went home to finish up the season with three or six games on a homestand. But, so they made it all the way to that point without an ejection. It was Don Wakamatsu's first year. And the most unimaginable thing happened at the, uh, at the Rogers Center. Of all people, <laughs> to prevent the team from setting this record, Ichiro gets ejected from the game for questioning an umpire's call on a third strike. And so what's memorable to me about it is that <laughs> he, he drew a line in the dirt to show where he thought the ball was, and the ump didn't like that, and threw him out of the game. What's, a, what's memorable to me about that is <laughs> when you go back and you look at the video, and, and, and they have, there's an overhead view of the pitch, it is exactly where Ichiro draws his bat in the line. So... If, so that's memorable to me only because it shows the precision <laughs> with which he plays the game. That that ball, I mean, it was exactly where he drew the line with his bat in the dirt. <laughs> As someone who has been around Ichiro his entire stateside career, how, how well have you gotten to know Ichiro as a person? Uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've covered him for 18 years, so uh, I've gotten to know him uh, as, as a person, I guess, you know, li- like you would in that, sure. in that relationship. Um, and it's, just, it's, 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 it's been a, cre- a complete pleasure to see how somebody, you know, how an, an elite athlete uh, thinks about the game, prepares himself for the game, um, uh, the, the demeanor that he has. Uh, I've always said that uh, it struck me one time. I was in a, in, a, in a locker room in another stadium one time, and I just remember this moment where I saw this, the, the, uh, all the players were in the clubhouse, and as you know from your experience, this is a, a daily occurrence. All the players are there, and then one guy comes in after everybody else, the starting pitcher for that day, and he's so focused he doesn't notice anything that's going on around him because that's his it's his day and when I, I we were in some locker room and I saw the starting pitcher come in and, and it just hit me that that's Ichiro every day not not once in five days every single day he comes to the ballpark with that that mentality that that this is his day but 162 days a year and that's that's pretty tough to do I mean a lot of those years in Seattle, you know, you make it to August and September, and it's no secret the team was way out of the race. And at the end of the season, the last homestand, you'd hear the sound of, of boxes being taped in the clubhouse, not at his locker. No taping happened, <laughs> no packing happened, nothing, no thought of the off season happened until the last out of the last game. And he would be out there stretching, even if there was no stretch 
before game 162 because it was game 162, he would be out there by himself preparing for that game like it was as important as any other game for the season. And that's really what, what I've gotten to know. And just see up hand, uh, 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 up close, it's just, uh, it's just phenomenal. Do you believe that he'll play until he's 50 or beyond? <laughs> I, yeah, you know, the biggest hurdle to him playing 50 or beyond is not himself. The biggest hurdle to him playing 50 and beyond is the attitude of the people who have to make that decision. If you, if, if, if you looked at him and you, couldn't, you could only see the body and not the face, you would say that's the body of a, you know, of a 28-year-old, of a 30-year-old. And then if you, re then you revealed the face and it was 44-year-old Ichiro, you'd be, you'd be surprised. So it's a little bit unfair to him that people get to know the age because that becomes a lot of what I think people judge him on. If you did not know that, if you couldn't use that in your judgment, yes, I think he'd play to 50 and beyond because he has the will to do it and he keeps himself in such impeccable shape and he's just he's the game means so much to him it's not like somebody asked the question today what what what's left for you to accomplish or what something like that and i i think that people don't understand that he's he's not in the game for accomplishments it's not well I want to get 3,000 hits and then I'm satisfied or, or whatever the record is. I mean, of course, he wants, when a record is within his reach, of course he wants it, naturally. But he's not playing the game for any personal accomplishment other than the accomplishment of being able to perform at the very best that day. And so when the day comes that he feels that I was not able to perform at a level that I expect of myself or that I'm satisfied with, then he won't have this pursuit anymore. But until he has that feeling that he can keep going, we'll go to 50 and beyond as long as somebody's there to give him a chance to do it. Jeff Idelson, the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame, has spoken to us about Ichiro's obsessive love with the history of this game and his trips to Cooperstown and wanting to see all the artifacts and the memorabilia and, of course, his desire to be a part of that history. Have you picked up on his love for the history of the game? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, it's very, uh, it's, it's 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 very it's it's a part of him. Uh, he's 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 very interested in all all aspects of the game and its history. And I, you know, I mean, I think it it, it it's, a, it's a little bit different than um, you or I might enjoy the history of the game because he he plays it so. It's very interesting to him, for instance, to see and feel, more important to feel than to see, actually, the equipment and see what somebody was doing, you know, what the spikes that somebody was using to play the game, uh, especially people that he's compared to, you know, George Sisler and Willie Keeler, and to see the equipment and, Babe, and you know, to see the, 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 how Babe Ruth had to, had to hold the, the wood together on his bat with a nail <laughs> or to see how gloves have changed or how spikes have changed and imagine imagine you know the 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 potential that the change in equipment has given to athletes mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's that's one big fascination for him Brad, this has been a wonderful visit. It's so good to see you, and I have a feeling we'll be seeing a lot of you this coming season at Safeco Field. I hope so, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you very much. I look forward to it. <laughs>
How about that? Aaron Goldsmith visiting with freelance journalist Brad Lefton, covering Ichiro for the last 18 years. How about that? Giving us some more insight, great insight, on the man we've referred to by only his first name. You know who we're talking about, Ichiro. He's going to be on his way to the Hall of Fame. Incredible numbers. And he's in the lineup tonight for the third time this spring. It's great to have him back. Coming up after the break, Shannon sits down with veteran right-hander Casey Lawrence. He's having a great spring for the Mariners. Casey on the spring, no record, but has a 1.13 ERA and four outings out of the bullpen. Shannon with Casey right after this timeout. Now back to the Cactus League Report, live from Mariners Spring Training in Arizona. Welcome back to the Cactus League Report. Shannon Dreyer here as the Mariners are getting set to take on the Giants in just a few minutes, catching up with somebody who is having a tremendous spring and dropping his glove as we speak. (laughs) Casey Lawrence. Casey, uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch what you've done out on the hill. You're going in, you're in command of the games, and everything I keep hearing, every time Scott Service talks about you, he says he's doing things a little differently this year. What's been your focus this spring? Um, you know, just still executing pitches, but um, adding a little bit different things to my game that I haven't had uh, to do in a while. Um, so obviously getting getting my first taste of Major League Action last year, it, you know, it shows you what works and what doesn't sometimes for, for each individual. And, uh, you know, adding some things here or there and taking some things away. So, um, you know, just, just making adjustments when I have to right now. How did you break that down at the end of the year? I know it's hard when you're in season to make a lot of changes, but you get away from it. And w- what did you kind of take from last year? Um, just the experience and, you know, the talent level of these hitters. Um, but then at the same time, knowing that I belong out there and, and um, that I can get those guys out. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, you take the good with the bad and, and learn from your mistakes and um, and you keep doing, doing the things that you were doing well as well. Um, so you put that together in the all season and, and try and carry it here spring training and then spring training to the regular season. Now, you said just a second ago you kind of went back to some things that you've done in the past. Explain a little. Um, uh, in the past, I was, um, you know, sinker ball kind of pitcher, uh, move it around, um, not stay in the same spot too many times. Um, added some velocity uh, in the last year or two and, and kind of tr- last year tried to throw the ball by guys when, when – uh, Realistically, I you know I still had to make pitches. Um, that, that got me into some trouble. Um, more home runs last year than what I've ever given up in, in my career. So um, just kind of seeing what I had success um, before I made my first set of changes, and kind of going back to what worked then, um, and, and applying it this year. And, and Mel's been really receptive of it, and, and obviously um, adding adding some quick pitches and stuff like that, which is which has been fun and, and different, but. He seems to love it. So, <laughs> Now, we've seen, Scott has talked about wanting pitchers to do a little bit more of that, to kind of vary things a little bit. We, you're the one that we've, you and I think maybe Dan Altavilla, we've seen a little bit more. Did you come up with that on your own, or did they kind of put that in your head? Uh, you know, we had a meeting about it uh, early in the year, and, and um, I always like to view myself as being an athlete rather than, you know, the pitcher persona that we can't do too much. <laughs> um, so, you know, just trying to be athletic out there and, um, you know, as a pitcher, you're just trying to, you know, disrupt hitters' timing and, and obviously doing these quick pitches and hesitations and stuff like that. That's what you're doing. Um, so it's been fun um, starting to do that right now. And But learning when to do it and when not to do it has been, been a, a work in progress, and it's been fun to do it in the bullpen. Um, obviously, without a hitter in there, you can kind of, you know, work on it and get a feel for it a little bit better. And 
determining when it's game ready and trying to do it to major league hitters is a different monster, but it's been fun. You know, Johnny Cueto was over here uh, about a week ago. He's a guy kind of famous for that. Are there the pitchers you've studied? Uh, Johnny Cueto for sure. Um, so normally I've been down in the bullpen, having worked out of the bullpen um, predominantly here. Um, I asked those guys if I could come down to the dugout and watch him, you know, a little bit closer. So I did that and, and, and had a close eye on him and his shimmy shakes and, and everything <laughs> in between. So um, and then I played with a guy in, in Toronto and Marcus Stroman who, who, who does the same thing. So um you know, watching some video and, and picking some things up. And my wife's been joking about it. She's at home. She's working on it, too. So it's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> Beautiful. Why not take it home and get a little extra help there where you can? Absolutely. You obviously use your resources. I, I just walked by. Mike Leak was throwing a bullpen, and you were right there and talking to him after. Well, what do you get from that? Um, I mean, you get a guy that's done it for a very long time. Um, so anytime I can sit there and watch somebody like Mike, who I like to consider that, you know, I pitch similarly to, um, just sit there and see how he works and what he's working on in the bullpen and, um, you know, pick his brain about how he holds his slider or his cutter and things like that. Um, you know, so he was, you know, scheduled to throw a bullpen at the same time as I was. So I stuck around a little bit after and just watched him do his thing. And, and I think anytime um, you, can get, you can watch a guy like Mike Leake, like we were talking about, you know, he's... He's so good, and he's been so good, and just learn from him and, and pick things up. The strikeouts are something that we've seen as well. It seems like a little bit more. Well, what is working for you? Um, you know, right now it's just, you know, it's still spring training, so you're working on some things. Um, you know, the, the quick pitches, and they're, you know, messing with timing a little bit. Um, my slider has been something I worked on in the offseason. Um, elevating fastballs, which I haven't done in the past. Um uh, kind of working that in right now so it's just um you know finding what works right now and going from there um been sitting down with uh you know obviously we have so many resources now um video and, and uh, rap soto and um track man and, and just seeing numbers and learning combinations of pitches i can use better for myself um so it's been it's been a lot of behind the scenes kind of stuff to put it together when did you really start to incorporate the Rap Soto and the Trackman? It, it was this year. Um, I really have never had any access um, for me personally to, to that data. Um, you know, knew it was there, didn't really know how to do it. So now when you bring guys in that know how to do it, kind of teach you what this number means versus this number. Um, it's been a, it's been a you know a learning curve in it, but it's also been a, a very very nice tool to have. The human resources play into that as well. You've got a bigger pitching coach staff, I guess, right now. What has it been like to work with Brian DeLunis, Jim Brower, and, and of course, Mel? Yeah, uh, DeLunis and Brower have been very, um, you know, active in the, the track man and the Rapsodo. Um, for me, Brower has been been my main resource right now um, with the track man and learning my pitching combinations like we talked about. Um, so it's been it's been fun. Um, it's, you know, you have, you have guys that, you know, are experts in different areas where, you know, Mel's very good with video, pitching mechanics. Um, Brian with the Rap Soto, I haven't really got into that yet. Um, but Brower with the, with the Trackman has been very, very helpful. It's been a lot of fun to watch both what's been going on behind the scenes and, of course, you taking it out to the field. Hey, congratulations so far in a really nice spring. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that was Casey Lawrence, who I sat down with a couple of minutes ago, Rick. And just a lot of fun. I mean, I know you noticed the shimmy shake and the timing and whatnot. And he actually asked to sit in the dugout 
when Johnny Cueto was pitching rather than in the bullpen and works on the shimmy shake at home as well. When the, <laughs> the wiggle waggle shimmy shake. Absolutely. Trying to work it in. No, it's not a bad idea at all. Great job, Shannon, visiting with uh, Casey Lawrence, and we're going to be back. Well, we're going to hang, hang out to it right here. And this reminder, it's the main event at Safeco Field this April. Friday, April 13th, is going to be Ben Gamble Cap Night. The first 15,000 fans will receive this one-of-a-kind cap that features the long locks of the Mariners outfielders. Visit Mariners.com for tickets. So the Mariners getting ready for the main event tonight. That's a game between the Mariners and the San Francisco Giants. Great show tonight produced by Gary Hill. A uh, chance to visit with... Uh, Marketing guru Kevin Martinez with the five Mariner commercials. And, folks, you are absolutely going to love them. A visit with Robbie Cano, Mariner second baseman. Uh, Aaron's visit with the freelance sports writer and journalist Brad Lefton covering each row for the last uh, 18 seasons. And Shannon's piece right there with uh, Casey Lawrence, who is really, again, putting in a nice bid to uh, make this ball club with his spring this year, a 1.13 ERA. So, uh yeah, there's some injuries, but, Shannon, there's a lot of good things, a lot of good stories going on with this ball club this year. Absolutely. Uh, surprise with the return of Ichiro. We've seen the emergence of uh, Whalen in, in the absence of Felix. Wow. And so yes. many guys uh, so close to coming back and a good chance for it all to come together right before opening day and have everybody right there. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of watch everybody and some of those others that could help as well a little bit later in the season. How nice it, uh, is it to see Ichiro back in a Mariners uniform? It just carted in uh, a few minutes ago, getting ready for the ball game tonight against San Francisco as he gets ready for his third uh, appearance with the Mariners. Yeah, and it's uh, been a lot of fun just seeing him go about his daily business, which really hasn't changed. We're seeing what we saw five and a half years ago the last time he was here. So the Mariners getting ready to take on the San Francisco Giants tonight on what has turned out to be a beautiful night out for baseball here in Peoria. The second meeting of the spring between these two ball clubs. James Paxton will get the start for the Mariners tonight. And for James, it'll be his fourth start of the Cactus League season. And veteran left-hander Derek Holland will get the start for the San Francisco Giants. He was with the Chicago White Sox last year and had a record of 7-14. and 14. Each row in the lineup leading off and also we'll see Gene Segura, Mitch Hanniger, Mike Zanino, Daniel Vogelback having a very good spring as well. Heredia Mater, Marjima, and Vince in the starting lineup. The Mariners getting ready to take on the San Francisco Giants on a beautiful Wednesday night here in the Valley. The Mariners and the Giants are coming your way next. That wraps up the Cactus League report. And stay tuned. Mariners baseball is coming your way next. For Aaron Goldsmith, Shannon Dreyer, Amrik Riz, along with Gary Hill, thanks for tuning in to the Cactus League report. Stay tuned for Cactus League baseball, the Mariners and the Giants from the Peoria Sports Complex coming your way next.